Sports Social Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. It is Wednesday, or better known as, for all the wrestling fans out there, WWE Draft Review Day. Last night was the return of the WWE Draft. This is something that they've done in the uh, 2000s, early 2000s, just trying to shake things up. They haven't done one, I think, back since 2011, I think was the last one. And uh, last night did not disappoint. A lot of surprises, a lot of different, you know, uh, little little wrinkles that were thrown into the plans in terms of draft picks. You got Monday Night Raw being run by Stephanie McMahon with the GM being Mick Foley. SmackDown being run by Shane McMahon and the GM being Daniel Bryan. So they took the collection of superstars who before were kind of just mixing it up, fighting on every show. There was no no order or like some type of breakdown to see guys, you know, get regular airtime. So you're talking about maybe roughly around 70, 70 WWE superstars. Some NXT stars thrown in there. The rules were were pretty simple. Because Raw is a three-hour show, they got an extra pick. So, for example, the first round would be Raw gets the first pick, SmackDown picks, Raw picks, SmackDown picks, then Raw picks again. That would be the end of the first round. So, for every two picks, Raw gets three picks. Keeping up, SmackDown gets two, Raw gets three. That's how they did the rounds. I'm going to play a lot of the live reactions a little bit later in the show. Just so you can get a feel for how it went. And I have to give the WWE a lot of credit. Because it was trending all night. During the Republican National Convention and and all these things going on. The WWE was a top trend on social media. Just to let you know the power of it. They, uh... They had on SportsCenter, of course, their over-the-rope uh, over segment with John Cena breaking down the draft. There were so many mock drafts, you know, not just from KeepItTheRealSports.com, but from, like, different sites like The Ringer, from ESPN.com. CBS had a mock draft. Everyone was really excited about it. It, it. I've never seen such excitement about sports entertainment by regular sports outlets and this is something that is no longer a uh, underground sensation or one of those you have to be a fan of type of things it's become for everybody you know so uh, kudos to that and just and the way they presented it my goodness they used the network fully if you were a uh, if you are a member of the WWE network and you paid the 9.99 a month it was well worth it last night uh, you had the full coverage is if they were covering the NBA or NFL draft. They were streaming that like just like a, a round table. And as the picks came in, they would break down each pick because on the show, on the actual show in USA on SmackDown Live, they would have the picks announced on stage, but they would then go on to have matches in between. So in between that, you could stick around, have one TV on the matches and another TV or another app open on your computer or so on the WWE Network and you see all the backstage interviews, all the thoughts from the different wrestlers as the event is going on. It was very cool. I, I thought they really utilized all their resources extremely well. And uh, kudos to them. I, I thought it was a 
it was a it was a heck of a job because you could sell anybody on the presentation. That that presentation was was excellent. Uh, I, I did enjoy watching the the panel that wasn't in the network. You had Booker T, Renee Young, Corey Graves, and Lita, and you know they they broke it down like I said to a, a science. Like this was this was like the NFL draft, and it was it was entertaining. They had the wrestlers come in from Kevin Owens to Chris Jericho. Uh, Cena, of course, and they made it even more interesting. Enzo and a cast stopped by. It was a lot of fun. So, definitely a great job. And of course, after the two hours ended on SmackDown, the, the draft still had more people to be drafted. They continued it on the network for an extra hour. So you had the bonus coverage there. It, it was just well done. I, I really enjoyed the presentation of it and uh, how far like WWE has come. It's it's such a a top notch product in regards to measuring it up against other other brands obviously it's not a legit competition you're not going to have you know oh well we're going to lead off sports center with the fact that john cena used a chair you know like we're not going to do that we know it's entertainment but it does it's made its way into espn but in a feature role not in a role in the sense that it's like a sport like major league baseball or nba but the way they presented themselves last night you got to Hats off to him. Seriously, great job. And uh, I just, you're just not used to seeing that type of effort and and just all the thought process, the thought process to even do that. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. I, I can't, I really can't put any other words in that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll definitely see how this whole thing shapes out i saw some like interesting roster picks number one pick obviously was seth rollins i think everybody was going for that he went number one they uh Am- he went number one in the, to raw i'm sorry ambrose went number two overall to smackdown the big surprise in the first round was finn balor from nxt they were allowed to take at least six nxt stars so only six nxt stars were eligible to be drafted from for either SmackDown or Raw during the draft. Finn Balor goes in the first round. That's a great look for Raw. You got to appreciate that. SmackDown gets Cena in the second round. You know, I think he's a, they say he's a part-time guy now. He's no longer going to be there on a full-time basis. Uh, you got the same deal with going to Raw, Brock Lesnar. You got Randy Orton coming back to SmackDown. They, there's some things I can see that they're trying to make work here. I can go, you know, on my own. I have my own thoughts in regards to how each side is balanced. Like, I, I know there's there's always this gonna be discrepancy that people are gonna think that it's just 100% raw. I think SmackDown did do themselves a good service with some of their picks, and we're gonna really go into that. I'm gonna have Rich Rivera, who's a Keep It Real Sports correspondent. He writes all like our baseball stuff as well as our wrestling. And he had his mock draft about a month ago, a month or two ago, breaking down what he thought was going to happen. And um, we're going to see if he was uh, close to right. We're going to also get his thoughts on just the overall breakdown of both rosters and the GMs and those the selections. Because that was a surprise. I think a lot of people were surprised with Daniel Bryan, with Mick Foley being uh, announced as the uh, new general manager. So it's, it's things like that. We're going to see if we... Uh, have any sense to it so we're seeing rich rivera from the hit talkers will be on the show as well so we're going to talk to him um dr black doctors of wrestling of course is going to have his say on it i'll speak to him in the second hour 
He feels Raw really just destroyed SmackDown during this draft. I can't wait to hear his full thoughts on why. You know, and um, there was uh, actually one guy who was still left in the green room last night, Mr. Heath Slater. He is the free agent, the ultimate free agent. Heath Slater, formerly of the uh, Social Outcast, which got disbanded because Bo Dallas and uh, Curtis Axel got drafted separately. We also saw the end of the Lucha Dragons, even though I think they said this beforehand that they wanted to go their separate ways, but they're still friends. Sin Cara on Raw, Kalisto on SmackDown. So uh, it's it, it's a change, brand new change. I'm really excited to see how they're going to um, measure everything out. Is it going to be a balance? American Alpha, I thought that was a surprise. I didn't expect them to actually go that early. But uh, either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, you gotta, you have to be very proud of what's going on. That's that's just what I'm saying. If you're a wrestling fan because of the fact that there is a lot more attention being paid to the product. And at the end of the day, that's all WWE wanted. Yes, you can see skeptical things about the storylines not being as great as they used to, but now you have a chance to see new storylines, new matchups, new rivals, etc. That's the big deal. You know, that's really what it comes down to. How about Apollo Crews going as low as he did? Like, that's a, that was a bit of a surprise. Just a, a lot of different opinions and thoughts on on how the draft could have been conducted. I thought one of the more interesting things were was that they didn't include announcers in the draft. And I remember in the past years they included announcers, GMZs, like anybody can be drafted. Now this year there was actually a more of a uniform rule to everything. Now how will they do it? How will they um keep that that competitive, you know, because they said they want them to battle each other now. SmackDown being two hours means you're going to get shorter segments and a lot more fighting. Raw three hours, you can still get those long segments, probably even longer because of the roster is not being as expanded, so you can't have those extra matches. So, I don't know. I am I am curious to see about some of the old guys that are there. Big Show was, was, uh, was drafted. Mark Henry was drafted. Like, Mark Henry is, you know, I thought he'd be done by now. Same thing with Big Show. I think Big Show may be waiting for that fight against Shaq at WrestleMania. It's, uh, that's going to be cool. And, obviously, everybody's going to get excited because you see uh, Gallows and Anderson are going to Raw. The same place, coincidentally, that uh, Finn Balor got drafted and AJ Styles in SmackDown. So, he will no longer be a part of the club, it seems like. But having now the original Bullet Club, I'm assuming, that's what it was in Japan. We'll see. Finn Balor, if they want to have him turn that way. It's very possible. And WWE's been teasing it for a while with the whole Balor Club. They have a chance to make a lot of money now in this situation. Having Jericho still on the roster as a guy that's just the ultimate antagonist. There's something to be said about that. Like I said, the whole show, we're breaking it down left and right. And uh, as always, taking your calls, 516-900-2278. Also hit me up on social media, at Ed Easton Jr. Once again, that is at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter. Just hit me up and let me know what you think, because 
I said this is a uh, this is a brand that has to be uh, respected a little bit more. TNA announced they are moving their show. Uh, I think it's Impact from Tuesdays now to Thursdays because of SmackDown's move to Tuesdays and being live. So TNA doing what they can do to survive. You know you're gonna have Monday through Wednesday WWE programming in terms of wrestling wise. Cruiserweight Classic tonight as well as NXT. A lot of things, a lot of things. All wrestling today, everybody. So this is a full WWE Draft review show here on Sports Social. What we're going to do now is step aside, take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Rich Rivera from the Hit Talkers. He's also correspondent for KeepItARealSports.com, talking wrestling. And we're going to just break this whole thing down and see, just see if we can make sense out of these rosters. You're listening to Sports Social here Soundcast FM.
get you what I'm saying? Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, the whole New York City. I said I love you, they're dead for you, don't stop. And you don't quit, you got to keep on until the do do it like this. You don't stop, and you don't quit, you got to keep on and on and on. Sports Social Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. And on the line right now, I have Mr. Rich Rivera, co-host of the Hit Talkers and correspondent for Keep It A Real Sports, always writing everything going on with wrestling and Major League Baseball. Rich, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, bud? All right, man. We we had a wild draft last night. That's pretty much the best way we could describe it, right? Yeah, very unorthodox, at least. Very unorthodox, and... Um, Let's just start from the the very beginning. Seth Rollins goes number one. Is that really a surprise to anybody? Not not necessarily. And I had you on my program and I asked you who would your first pick be. You, you went with Seth Rollins. We recently had a, a kid from another sports site who also said Seth Rollins. I thought Seth Rollins should be going, especially since Seth McMahon was the GM, is the commissioner, so called, of Monday Night Raw. So it only made sense for Seth Rollins to go to the the flagship show on the Steph Banner. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting also, the whole, like, process of them having the, to get a GM, because I've never seen it where now it's an individual commissioner with individual GMs. Like, is this kind of like an overkill for WWE to, to try to, like, fade away from having Vince be the main guy in charge of everything? I think so. I mean, it was obvious that the kids, were, uh, that Shane McMahon and Steph McMahon were going to take control of the, of both brands. The general manager square was interesting, to say the least. I thought that was pretty cool, despite the fact that it was kind of uh, mistakenly spoiled by the WWE app producers over there. Yeah. <laughs> Mentioning the fact that Daniel Bryan might bring the Yes Network over to SmackDown, so it was a pretty much done done deal over there that he was going to be the GM <laughs> of SmackDown. The, the Raw commission, that kind of threw me off that they were Mick Foley. I thought that was a pretty good move for them. Is it too much? Maybe, but you know what? I'm Really looking forward to see the dynamic between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. And, and honestly, I could see that being a future uh, storyline for, for supremacy there with maybe a potential Shane McMahon heel turn. Maybe that's something for a different time, though. That's the first thing I was thinking about. I'm like, you're having two face, you know, uh, guys on the same team. I just think that's almost too nice. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be 100% all about the, uh, the wrestlers. And I, I like the dynamic with having Mick Foley and Stephanie mm-hmm. because it's almost like Mick Foley will try to do the right thing and Stephanie will overrule him and then we have that little battle. I I don't know where the drama uh, is going to be on SmackDown. Of course, and but here's the thing, and we've watched wrestling for years now, nothing beats the heel general manager or authority figure. I'm sorry. Yeah. As much as I love Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, nothing's going to beat the heel in power. It, it, it's just so, starting with, you know, all the way back to Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you know, to the kids and talk over the years of guys like Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman, Vicky Guerrero, John Laurinaitis, nothing beats the heel authority figure. Yeah, and that's that's my whole thing. Like, I'm going to watch Raw, obviously, because, you know, because of that, because you look for what Stephanie's going to do, how Foley's going to handle it. And uh, another thing that, that really stuck out to me was the way the draft was done with the two picks going to SmackDown, did for every two picks is a third pick for Raw. Do you feel like that was unnecessary, or because it was the three hours, they had to do it? Well, a, a lot of I, I had a lot of problems with this draft overall. 
yes, it was enjoyable for the average fan, and I can get for somebody, you know, young fans or someone who's a novice to this, but for someone who's been watching wrestling now, since 1998, since Stone Cold jumped the Zamboni onto McMahon on Monday Night Raw back in the day, <laughs> and watching the very first brand extension, and actually watching it recently on the network, there's your spot, WWE, thank you very much. Uh, I was I was actually very disappointed with last night's draft. I was very disappointed. Really? Because I think they could have gotten so many different ways with it, and I just think they took a very basic route. I did not like the fact that they did the 2-3 to three, uh, with the Raw and SmackDown. Thanks to you've already given Raw an advantage. I thought the, the, the main purpose of splitting these brands was to try to make them as equal as possible. To give Raw an extra pick in each round, I, I think ultimately hurts the SmackDown brand even more. I think maybe if they even want to go to the route of, okay, well, for every three picks Raw has, SmackDown has two, why not the televised pick? You go back and forth, and in the supplemental rounds, then you add an extra to Raw to, to, to suffice the third hour. I think they could have went so many different ways with this, and we'll talk about it, but that's how I really felt about the draft overall. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. The whole two and three thing was a little weird, especially since they're saying the Cruiserweight division is going to be exclusive to Raw. So Raw's going to get a bunch of other superstars in the process. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that still be kind of too much, in a sense? Absolutely. It is absolutely too much. I mean, it was, it was too much to begin with because the roster is so loaded. And let me tell you something. When it comes down to the WWE product now, the talent is at an all-time high between the, in the, within the entire company, from NXT to the CWC to Raw and SmackDown. The talent's amazing. And Raw just basically stockpiled on talent. When you look through the names they've added, you got Kevin Owens, you got Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Finn Balor with the fifth pick, which is a shock to me, honestly. Uh, obviously, Seth Rollins at number one, they said Neville. They have so much talent. Mm-hmm. And to add possibly the Cruiserweight division, so you're talking about the CWC guys joining, guys like Kofi Ibushi, guys like Cedric Alexander, Zack Sabre Jr., which, by the way, the C- I don't know if you've been watching it, the Cruiserweight class has been incredible oh, oh, has on been. Wednesday night. Yeah, it happened Absolutely. on round two tonight, right? So round two, uh, it's still round one. I think it's uh, I think it's like four more, uh, four or three, the three or four matches tonight. But it, it's been really good so far. I really enjoyed the first uh, show last week. Now my thing is, they also have the women's division, pretty much in Raw, because all the top women are in Raw. Oh yeah. Why it, it goes? It kind of goes back to your whole saying, like why stockpile all the top talent over there. And I tried to look for what SmackDown was trying to do and trying to prove during this draft. The thing that I did notice is that, okay, you got Brock Lesnar on Raw. He's a part-time guy. He's not going to be there all the time. Yes. Jericho is going to turn back into a part-time guy. We kind of know this, right? Mm-hmm. So you're taking away those two names. You look at the roster. They're not that far apart. And hear me out. And I, and I had this conversation with other people last night during the draft. You look at the tag teams, I think American Alpha on SmackDown is going to get a better look than they would on Raw. Yes. So you're going to see a lot a lot better, um, I think, tag team play when it uh-huh. comes to SmackDown. You got the Vaude Villains there. Um, I like having Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. That he kind of goes off on his own a little bit, and right. you get to see what he does there. I think there's a lot to be said. My thing is, because Dean Ambrose is the champion... They are going to do a lot of different things to try to get that belt over to Raw. Because I don't see Dean holding on to the belt for a long time. I don't know if he loses it this Sunday, but I just don't see him mm-hmm. being one of those champions where you're like, okay, he's going to hold it for how however days, you know. Right. It just doesn't well, look good on him. 
it, it doesn't for now. You know, for now it's great because he deserves it. He is a top guy in the company. Probably he's probably, he is a top five guy, and and obviously he picked over second overall, being the, the current WWE champion. Only made sense. Will he will he hold the title past Sunday? I highly doubt it. There was actually a very good scenario proposed here, and I actually didn't come up with this one, so I'm not even going to take credit. I'm going to give credit to my, one of my friends. Uh, he, he proposed a very good scenario to introduce the second title. So why not Sunday at Battleground? You have this triple threat match, and thinking back to WrestleMania uh, 2000, WrestleMania 16, back in California when they had this match with Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho. I don't know if I can say his name. But I'm going to say it anyway. Chris Benoit. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, we're not affiliated. A triple threat match for two titles, the European belt and the Intercontinental title are on the line in that match. And the first pinfall determined the winner of the Intercontinental title. The second pinfall determined the winner of the European championship. How about this? The first pinfall determines the WWE champion, and it's like an elimination, like reverse elimination. Mm-hmm. So let's say if Dean Ambrose wins the title, retains the title. Right. He walks out of the match. It continues to Roman and Seth. They're fighting for the new championship that's going to be the main belt of Monday Night Raw. I'm just saying that's mm. actually not a bad idea, but but but, it's, but I don't know. It kind of defeats the whole purpose. I remember when they combined the belts and they said they were going to make it just a unified title, and this right. was uh, not even that long ago. I remember the match was between Cena and Orton. 2013. And, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. So it's like, why keep, we, you know, we put it together and we take it apart? Because remember, they, they combined all the history of everybody and just said they were mm-hmm. the main champion. They had, right. it, that's why Cena's number went to 15. Like, it wasn't just because he won the WWE belt. He won the World Heavyweight belt, and they combined it. Same thing with Triple H. They combined it. Yeah. I just think splitting it apart would just be way too much confusion. I don't know. In terms of history, I'm, I'm thinking, like, history and the legacy and everything like that. Just have the champion fight on both shows. That's what I thought would have made the most sense. I believe in the championship flying in both shows, but I'm also in for the idea of opportunity. I think having two separate titles grants more opportunity, especially if you look at these rosters now. Uh, the Raw roster is way too loaded, is way loaded, and not everyone's going to have a chance to, not even, not even have the chance to fight for the title. I mean, I'm talking, if, if this title is flying back and forth, does a guy like Cesaro realistically get a championship match? Does right. a guy like a Neville realistically get a championship match? Or how about someone like uh, Kevin Owens, which unfortunately pains me, because I think he should be a future World Heavyweight Champion. He should be. I think having two championships to split the shows, I think helps the stock of these superstars a bit. I, I, You know what? I like the idea. I just feel like you're just, with WWE, it's too much of going forward to going back to doing this. It's too much bending. You know, you have to have a rule set in stone at some point where, you know, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if they split the titles, I can see it working, but at the same time just confusing people down the line because they're going to go back to, okay, but you're, you were just a SmackDown champion. You weren't the Raw champion. You know what I mean? It, it's, right. it becomes that whole thing. Um, the other thing that I, I did want to look at was some of the picks. Eva, Eva Marie. <laughs> like, what, what is the, the fascination with Eva Marie that they want to force her in the ring? Can we, can we really get an understanding of this? Can, why can't we just make her a manager or a valet, something – what is the, the the want, the need to have her in the ring? Uh, you have to ask Vinnie Mac. Only Vinnie Mac would know. Vince McMahon is obviously an even Marie fan, as he's a fan of some of these uh, some of these other superstars and divas who I question have a contract with WWE. Even <laughs> Marie is even Marie is the face of of total divas, arguably the face. I mean, how long is the the, uh, the the Bella Twins? 
she's uh she's very marketable. She means she's gonna make she's gonna mean money. Like that's that's the thing. And Vince McMahon only seems green. As Eva Marie likes to say, oh, it's all red everything. Oh, Vinny Max to her, it's all green everything. <laughs> Eva Marie means money. And right. she's gonna she's gonna make people wanna come to the even like the novice of wrestling fans who sorta of watch Total Divas will come to a show just to know that Eve Marie is gonna be there. This is true. I think that's simply that's what it comes down to. Her talent is not gonna win her any fans. To say the least, no. but it's her looks, it's uh, her being on the show. Those are the big things. And yeah, I think her aligning up, maybe being someone's valet, would be best for her. Uh, I think something like that would have been great. But it, it, we'll see how it goes with Eva Marie. I just, I just don't see it really working out too well in a wrestling capacity. Okay, now the other big story, I guess if you want to call this a big story, AJ Styles goes to SmackDown. The other members of the club go to Raw. Obviously, Finn Balor's on Raw as well. Is this just the you know this is just the obvious transition here? Yeah, it's a, it's the obvious transition. We had the feeling that someone was going to get split up just for a little bit of shock value. The problem is nowadays with WWE, most of these tag teams aren't established enough to create shock value to split someone up. I think the only team that you split up that would create any real uh, shock at all would have been New Day, but they're yeah. the champions. You can't split them up. So the club is going their separate ways, as surprising as it is, really isn't that surprising considering that they've only been together on the main show for the last, well, maybe three months. Yeah. And they had a little, they had a little split, well, uh, a fictional split in the middle. But I, I, I definitely, with, with Finn going to Raw, I think it was a move that needed to be made. You know, at, at, it's, just, it's that simple. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Finn Balor have the club running raw, you add a few more members to that, and if I, you know, look down the raw roster and think, okay, maybe who are other members that can possibly join this club stable, the first person I think of is the guy who just split with Elias Sam. I think Braun Strowman, as crazy as it mm, sounds. I, like I think it. Strowman's a, Strowman's a, is an interesting name to toss in there because I can't really see him flying solo for the time being. Having him ride a guy like Finn, the Demons, Coattails, and, 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 and being basically the muscle to Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, just as strange that Luke Gallows has his own muscle, being how big he is. <laughs> exactly. uh, I, I think Braun Strowman is an interesting name to toss in there. And if you're going to talk, talk this cruiserweight division up, I have one more name you can throw into this possible club. Okay. Kota Ibushi. Hmm. Right, right, yeah. Now, so it's a possibility. That's, that's definitely a big possibility. And, and let's actually talk about you know Finn Balor with the NXT call-ups. I was I had my little my little reservations about uh, Nia Jax. I, I, why why now? I think she's is way too early. I don't think she's ready. Funny enough, to me, every call up made sense except for Nia Jax. <laughs> uh, Nia Jax, Nia Jax to me, you know, she she's still uh, getting her feet wet. You know, she she got called up I think back in uh, she got the NXT TV call up back in September I believe. Yeah. So she still hasn't really. She's been in a couple of high profile profile. Uh, I can't say it. High profile. <laughs> women's matches on NXT and hasn't won. She didn't beat she couldn't beat Oscar, she couldn't beat uh Bailey. So the call up here doesn't really make sense to me. Uh I am guessing what else is there for her to do in NXT. And then another good point was brought up. What if she did hold the title? Who could realistically beat her in NXT without with the exception of Oscar possibly? True. Who could who could really beat her in NXT? Uh, someone like and especially who's left, think about it. Because uh, mm. they just raided the, the women's roster over there. They really you know, did. Someone like a Peyton Royce or uh, you know Billy Kay. Like no one could really beat somebody the the, the, the size of Nia Jax. It wouldn't really make sense. 
I could see somebody beating an Asuka for a surprise victory, as much of a beast as she's been in, uh, in NXT so far. I think just getting, just getting Nia Jax to call up, it, it's just going to work out best for her. Uh, possibly, I, I saw this if Dana Brooke was going to get drafted to SmackDown for Nia Jax to become Charlotte's new muscle, but I don't know if that's going to be the case now. It's very true. Once again, I'm on the line with Rich Rivera from the Hit Talkers. Now, the other... The other call-up, and like you said, he rated the women's roster um, in NXT, Carmella. Carmella yep. goes to SmackDown. Why not match Carmella up with Enzo and Cassian? Like, why? I just thought that was an opportunity missed there. I, I thought so, too. I thought I thought it was going to make only sense to bring Carmella up to Raw, and I think back in my article, uh, which I posted to Keeping Real Sports, yeah. you guys can check out, by the way, the, the brand extension, the mock draft, see how I paired up. Uh, I didn't really do too well. <laughs> and um, Carmella, I, I had Carmella coming up with Enzo and Ka- going to, with Enzo and Cass uh, over to SmackDown, I believe, and uh, had the Carmella fight right. Didn't get to the part that they were going to be split up again. So um, didn't really make sense. I guess maybe they feel like Carmella can can really uh, build her own stock, so they must feel confident that she can be able to do it on her own without Enzo and Cass's coattails. And that's the only real reason I got. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of odd. Um, the other, the other one, because I told you it was a couple of them. I have two more that really um, stuck out to me. Um, one of them was I don't know if this is injury related, but it was a couple of people that just weren't mentioned. Uh, we know mm-hmm. Heath Slater didn't get drafted. We know that's the joke. He's a free agent. Obviously, comic relief, right? Yeah, we know that. But uh, Emma, you know, I, I, mean, I know she's injured, but not going to get drafted. Like, what's the deal with her? Uh, you, you know, Undertaker. I don't know what mm-hmm. his deal is. I understand he only does special appearances, but is he going to be affiliated with a brand or he's just above that? Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that those are interesting. And, and, and what was the, uh, the other name you were going to mention? Um, the other name I was going to mention was uh, Tamia, Tamina, Tamina yeah. Snooker. Now I don't know if she's with the company. I know there's the whole issue with the lawsuit going on with Jimmy Snooker in uh, WWE. Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with her status because uh, she's kind of went MIA. So it's like those things, you know, you just don't know with the roster. And um, I don't know, what do you think from those names? From those names specifically, and there were a few names that went undrafted last night. Uh, Emma, Emma's out with a back injury. Tamina's also out with, uh, I think, uh, what was the injury? She did have an injury. I think it was a shoulder issue. And Luke Harper was another one, was another right. name. Uh torn ACL, he's out, and the Undertaker. So, the injuries, made, they made no mention of the injuries. Also, of those injuries, Tyson Kidd, another one who is technically Very active. Very true. Uh, I believe his career is over, but that's, 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 another, that's for another day. Right. Uh, so, when it comes down to it, I, I don't think they just want, they, they made no mention of the injuries. I think they're, they're lining these guys up for a possible surprise return, and then for them to show up on either brand. I think that's where it comes down to. The Undertaker's case is, is a special one because here, here is a guy who I think is going to be heading into his last WrestleMania, or, or so you think. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be it for him. And for, and for a guy like Taker, he's going he's gonna to end up on the, on the flagship show. Yeah, he'll be back appearances. on that's, that's, uh, it, It's that simple. He's not showing up on SmackDown anytime soon. So out of those names, yeah, I feel the Undertaker's just going to make those special appearances on Raw. And the injured uh, that, that did not get drafted we'll see what happens i think you're just going to see some surprise appearances within the within the coming months from those guys yeah i mean that's really all you can expect for right now 
my last question, obviously, now deals with everything moving forward. Could we see things like trades or uh, some type of, you know, balancing act? Because let's be let's be real. Like after a month or two, the ratings are going to come out. Mm-hmm. If SmackDown doesn't do great ratings on USA on a Tuesday in a live situation, could we see some, you know, transitioning of Raw superstars over to SmackDown just to try to give some type of balance? I personally love that idea, and I kind of wish the, the former brand split featured the more trades. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of trades they used to do early when they first started the brand extension, but I wish that, that can, that can uh, come about. Uh, that actually wouldn't be a bad idea. You have some trades during the line where someone, you know, call starts off on Monday Night Raw saying, you know, we, we announced we got breaking news. Mm-hmm. There's been a trade. We're sending they're, the Raw sending Kevin Owens for the Usos. It's something like that. Yeah. Uh, this is shake things up, obviously. It, that's always going to be big. I'm not a fan of the annual draft lottery. Me neither. Most likely they'll go down the line and they'll probably do that. Uh, why not I'm not just, a fan of the draft lottery. Why not just make it like pick NXT stars every year? Like you have to pick between six stars every year from NXT. Wouldn't that be like I'm, more realistic? I'm cool with that, but here's the thing. There's two problems that come out of it. NXT has to be sure to stockpile the roster because now they have spots to fill. Right. It's the fact they lost six, now they have to bring six up. They have right. to make six stars. Uh, that's one. The second thing, I think it just takes it away from other from potential surprise appearances. Like, I think it'd be pretty cool to see Shinsuke Nakamura appear in the Royal Rumble as opposed to getting drafted. Uh, hmm. I, I just think those sort of appearances would be pretty cool, too, where you'll see a, a promo, a uh, cryptic promo lead-up, and boom, on, on the last night, Austin Aries shows up. So right. I, I think that, I think it kind of takes away from those surprise appearances, too. But then again, we're living in 2016 in the wrestling world, where the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community, is the strongest <laughs> thing. So surprises are hard to come by. Especially when someone's got their phone out at the airport and they're like, oh, look who it is. It's uh, Kurt Angle. So, I, I don't know. Let's uh, actually, let's go back to that name real quick. Kurt Angle. I've been hearing rumors for the last, you know, <laughs> couple of months. That's like the number one rumor guy. I thought he would make an appearance in this draft or in some type of capacity. Is there any truth to him coming back to WWE? Because I've been hearing it on different forums, different websites. Like, what, what, what have you heard? Uh, from what I've last heard, is that Kurt Angle is shooting down any sort of, of rumor that he's uh, been even contacted by WWE. He could be absolutely right. He also, you know, could be full of baloney. You know, <laughs> he could be honestly on his way to WWE as soon as SummerSlam to possibly challenge Rusev for the U.S. title. I don't know. I, I, there's, no, there's, there's nothing been confirmed yet to see that Kurt Angle is actually going to be coming to WWE. In my opinion, though, he'll be back before the end of the year. I agree, and uh, we look forward to seeing that. And uh, Rich, as always, thank you very much. And uh, we catch you on the Hit Talkers. Now, you guys are moving to Wednesday nights, right? We are moving to Wednesday nights starting next Wednesday, as my uh, my co-host is currently on a cruise right now. Oh, so we couldn't we couldn't get the signal go, get into the, we couldn't get the signal on the boat. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna wait until he comes back. So, so next Wednesday, episode twenty five of Hit Talkers starts. We start a new era, July twenty seventh. Is our first move to Wednesdays. Definitely looking forward to that. Rich, as always, man, thank you very much, and uh, have a good one. Thank you, sir. All right, that was Rich Rivera from the Hit Talkers, as well as on KeepItTheRealSports.com. Writes all the great articles here on WWE. He actually had his mock draft, and, you know, some of his picks were a little off, I'm not going to lie, but that was before the rules came out. So you really can't judge him on that. But, uh, you know, he kind of echoed the whole thing about, 
just not being a balance with Raw and SmackDown? What can people expect when you don't see certain names pop up on the roster? So, I'm, you know what? I'm really looking forward to seeing balance. I just want to see if SmackDown, if they're going to raise somebody up. Because usually when you don't see a big name, that means they're going to raise somebody's value up. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Apollo Crews. I'm not really sure. Alberto Del Rio is on that roster as well. It's going to be interesting. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be watching Raw, of course. SmackDown to get me on Tuesday nights. That's something new to me. So we're going to see if you can uh, if you can capture that whole thing. But don't worry, we're not. We're far from done with the WWE talk. We're going to get a lot of reaction from last night, from a lot of the great sound and sights and sounds from last night with uh, all the announcements of the picks as well as a lot of backstage interviews that went on with the superstars as they were being picked that went on on the WWE Network. It was a lot of great stuff, so just check that out. And also going to have Dr. Black in the 2 p.m. hour giving us his thoughts on the draft. And we are all WWE all day here on Sports Social, but we will take your calls, 516-900-2278. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. girl right there goodness gracious oh that girl fine man look at the oh she just too fine she knows she fine too she is banging oh she's off the hook she looks good oh <laughs> you're right uh-uh-uh-uh and i bet you can't nobody get that girl chris i can get her can't get in that girl mike i guarantee you can't get that girl watch me get that girl i bet you never never land you can't i can get her all right come on in come on watch I don't think they're ready for this <laughs> Dark child, I like that
to make the announcement. Stack in the deck. It's an honor, Stephanie. And with our first pick this evening, Rock. We would like to pick Seth Rollins. Well, there he is. That's the pick that every superstar wanted to be. He's going to make the headlines. He's going to make the big contract. And the Raw team obviously thinks Seth Rollins is going to win the WWE title tonight. And now, for SmackDown Live, our first pick. Drum roll, please. <laughs> the SmackDown Live's very first pick is the current and future WWE Champion, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Huge move from SmackDown. Talk about matching balls. You've got the current WWE Champion, the Lunatic Prince. What Raw needed was a very strong women's division, which is why we're using our next pick to draft the WWE Women's Champion, Charlotte. Champion Charlotte goes number three overall. Talk about the women's revolution. For SmackDown's second pick, we would like to announce the phenomenal AJ Style. Yeah. And pardon the pun, but a phenomenal choice for Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. AJ Styles who's first on the scene here in WWE. With an eye towards the future, our next draft choice comes from NXT. So that was the uh, sounds of the first round of the uh, WWE draft. Obviously, the uh, number one pick, like we said, was Seth Rollins. And uh, you heard, obviously, Dean Ambrose, Charlotte, uh, Finn Balor. And you, you know what? You look at this list, and obviously AJ Styles, I forgot, I'm sorry. You look at this list, you know, it was off to a good start. And uh, like I said, they had the back and forth, like which you can check out on the network. So Seth Rollins became the first pick. He uh, shared his thoughts backstage. And uh, this was going as a simulcast with the network and uh, USA, both SmackDown and the WWE Network going at the same time. This is what uh, Rollins had to say. <laughs> Dame, number one pick, baby. Was there ever any doubt? Seth, how does it feel to be the number one overall pick to Monday Night Raw? You know, I should ask you, how does it feel to be standing next to the number one overall pick in the WWE draft? For me, it feels phenomenal. I'm, I'm so excited to once again be working with Stephanie McMahon. This is going to be great, not to mention Mick Foley. Was there ever any doubt? Was there ever any doubt? I don't think so, Tom. Not only that, your night is just getting started. Later on tonight, you once again challenged Dean Ambrose for the WWE Championship, stemming from what happened last night. And there's no doubt there either. 
I'm going to walk out of SmackDown Live the WWE Champion. And I'm going to walk into Battleground this Sunday with no doubt in my mind. The only doubt, the only doubt is going to be about Roman Reigns because what's Roman Reigns' state of mind going to be going into Battleground? Has he lost his edge? Has he lost his confidence? (laughs) Who knows? Time will tell. But it really doesn't matter to me, Tom, because the truth is, at the end of Battleground, I'm going to leave as the WWE Champion and come back to Raw and have a massive celebration with Stephanie and Mick, and I will have proven once and for all that when it comes to the Shield, Tom, I was always the man. (laughs) Number one pick, baby. That was Seth Rollins talking, uh, obviously, Tom Phillips of WWE right after. He, uh, pretty happy. Be number one pick. I mean, the guy's obvious, the most balanced star out there. He's young enough. He's uh, extremely talented. You saw how the product went once he got injured, and uh, it was uh, it was just important to have him back there. But uh, let's move on. This is the second round of the draft, and once again, they, the way he set it up, Raw gets three picks, SmackDown gets two picks. You have up to six picks from NXT that can be spread out throughout the entire draft. This is how round two sounded. Last night, uh, your brother Shane O'Mac alluded to the fact that I might be your puppet, easily manipulated, and I'm here to show with our pick that you will respect my opinion, and sometimes we'll have to agree to disagree, and that is the case with our Raw draft pick. Welcome to Raw, Roman Reigns. In the second round, SmackDown drafts the face that runs the place, the 15-time world champion, John Cena. Oh, oh, oh. we were asking when John Cena would get drafted. Cena officially off the market and headed to SmackDown. It's interesting. He's going to SmackDown with his arch rival, AJ Styles. Ladies and gentlemen, Monday Night Raw drafts. The one and only, the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar! Incredible pick, incredible pedigree for the nightmare of Suplex City, Brock Lesnar goes to Raw. And for SmackDown Live's next pick, the third generational superstar, the Viper, Randy Orton! The Viper returns at Battleground Pay-Per-View Sunday, part of the Jericho Highlight Reel, and then he faces Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam! Awesome pick! I think I need to do a little setup. Can you give me, like, a drum roll, though? Yeah, I can do it. Okay. No, 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 like, with your tongue, like... Don't you dare be sour! That was the New Day. They were the last pick in the second round. Obviously, John Cena went in the second round as well. I believe number seven overall. 
That was the uh, that was supposed to be a big deal. Obviously, John Cena is now a part-time guy, like we were just talking about earlier with Rich. And uh, his his reaction on SmackDown Live. This was the uh, the uh, WWE Network special that was going on as well to being picked number seven overall. I like as much as I have differences with AJ Styles. I like when a guy gets drafted and says, "You know what? I'm going to be champ." because that means I have another guy on my side who wants to make this brand number one. Whoever thinks that Raw is the flagship, especially after this pick has been made, is in for a rude awakening, my friend. Boom, I like that. For you you saying that, I mean, for you not always being the number one guy, Dean Ambrose hasn't always been the number one guy, AJ Styles hasn't always been the number one guy, what about this opportunity for everyone to kind of rise to the occasion here on SmackDown? This is an opportunity, and I I will even give uh, props to the competition, an opportunity for Raw as well. Every single person is going to get a chance to showcase themselves. And that's, that's what lasting staying power is in this business, taking advantage of opportunity. The fact that we now have brands competing against each other and new talent from NXT being brought up and being drafted. Everyone is hungry because it essentially is a fresh start for everyone. You look at it as a demotion. I look at it as a fresh No, time. no, I didn't say it's demotion. I said, do you, you, you said feel? demotion. Can we no, I, I asked him, do, I know, I asked him do he feel like it? I didn't say he was actually this. demoted. <laughs> no. You know, no, no, I say that. No, I say that because he just made a great point. I say that because when I went to SmackDown, you know, people used to call it the B show. Mm-hmm. But I made it my point. And that's the Smackdown, thing. The SmackDown we, King. we were there. Exactly. I was there in 2002 when yeah. nobody gave us a chance. And I was there a few years later when the scale shifted. Exactly. And everybody's like, man, what are they doing over there? It can be done. It's been done. It can be done. It's going to be done again. John, tell me about the responsibility that I know that you feel as, as we've talked. We've got Daniel <laughs> Bryan, Shane McMahon, and yourself almost as like locker room leaders, if you will, like kind of uh, leading the ship for these younger guys and to, to make it SmackDown to be the number one show again. Well, I've always uh, tried to do my best to lead by example. And everybody always asks the question, man, uh, how much you got left in the tank? And... I will lead by example and prove that I haven't even begun to fight yet. You are a busy, busy man these days. Do you think that that might be something that will come into play for SmackDown? Yes, because I will prove to my colleagues and my brandmates that everything can be done at once. Brandmates. I I wrestle, uh, I perform on WWE programming, then I go out to host the ESPYs, then I come back to WWE programming. I perform on WWE programming, I host the 9 o'clock hour of the Today Show, and then I make it to Monday Night WWE programming. Every, it can be all done at once. And when you start at the top and bust ass, it just sets the pace for everybody else. And how important do you think that that cross-branding could be for SmackDown to have somebody like you that's able to bounce around and just Well, kind of there's, generate- also, there's also no secret the fact that I'm, I'm a company guy. And every move I make is to raise awareness for the WWE. It's just uh, if they see me someplace else... The only place they'll be able to see me is SmackDown. Exactly. So, I we have don't to know. get you a couple of these shirts. Yeah, you're going to be wearing them <laughs> all your know. media opportunity. All right, that was John Cena talking basically about his uh, draft selection. He is now a member of SmackDown. That's the big change for him. The other big deal now, you got uh, Sami Zayn going in the third round with Sasha Banks, Chris Jericho, and Becky Lynch, but here's the reaction as it was announced on stage during SmackDown Live. Well, the number one show always gets the number one pick. And Raw chooses the underdog from the underground, Sami Zayn! What? I cannot believe this 
pick. After what you just witnessed, Sami Zayn getting choke slammed right out of his shoes, and you still pick it for Raw? And for SmackDown's next pick, we choose the face of fear, Bray Wyatt. Wow. <laughs> we talked about this earlier, the possibility of the Wyatts being drafted to separate brands. And, oh, we know officially Bray Wyatt, the newest member of the SmackDown roster. And we intend to make our next draft choice one of the faces of Raw. Because starting now, every Monday night, Raw is boss. Our draft choice, Sasha Banks. Whoa. Wow, Sasha Banks, who's going to be in action coming up here on SmackDown Live. Just added to the Raw star power. The boss is headed to Raw. Uh, but I think you missed out on the best woman superstar which is who we're gonna pick right now. And that's the last kicker, Becky Lynch. I like this choice. Becky Lynch, who burst on the scene at the start of the event, Divas Revolution, and has taken things to the next step with the Women's Revolution. I like it too, Michael. She's coming to SmackDown Live. Raw picks, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, that's a great pick. Y2J, I mean, he's a legend in this industry. All right, so that was the uh, picks right there for the third round going with uh, Chris Jericho as the last pick. Now, I was saying earlier how Chris Jericho is going to be a part-time guy. That's his original plan. I, I, I kind of saw him taking on more dates as things started to pick up. But uh, definitely, you, you got to look at the roster, and it looks heavy to Raw. Becky Lynch, I'm still on the fence about. I like Becky Lynch, but she is not the best female wrestler. Obviously, it is Sasha Banks. And uh, Raw definitely got to steal with that one. There, there's no uh, questioning that one at all. But, um, you know, that that's the way that's the way it usually goes. Uh you see these things that you're saying, like, how in the world does that happen? How do you have Becky Lynch go that high? How does, you know, Finn Balor go that high? All your perceptions of these stars start to change now that you see the way they're drafted. And uh, like I said, it's all great entertainment. I thought the way he presented it was pretty fun. And uh, this is how they did. The Rusev was the leader of the fourth round picks. And uh, let's take a listen. For our next draft pick, Ross selects United States Champion Rusev with Lana. Whoa, that is a great pick right there. Yeah, when you hear those words coming out of the mouth of Lana or Rusev, you know somebody's in serious damage. Two for the price of one raw guy as well. I kind of hate to be doing this, uh, but we need the Intercontinental Championship. SmackDown Live's next pick is The Miz and Maurice. Yes. Well, I, I completely understand this pick. You want to have credibility on your brand. You want to have legitimacy. So to have the Intercontinental Champion, The Miz, on SmackDown is a great pick. And Raw. 
picks the prize fighter, Kevin Owens. Hang another good pick. Oh, the cantankerous Canadian gets his wish. He's finally chosen. Kevin Owens will be a member of Raw. I love this pick. After what we just saw. For our next pick, SmackDown Live selects Baron Corbin. Oh, interesting pick here. What potential the Lone Wolf has. The winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania earlier this year. He is a future WWE Champion. I agree with you, this guy could go all the way. I have a way with words, and the word I would use to describe Shane and Daniel tonight is spelled S-A-W-F-T, so... Because this certified GM selects Enzo and Tass. Man. And you can't teach. It looks like Shane was preparing to choose these two as well. He just tore up his uh, seat there, but there's your pick, Enzo and Cass. Certainly a popular tag team here in the WWE, and they're going to Monday Night Raw. So that was Enzo and Cass were the last pick for that round. Interesting. Interesting right there. Uh, the fact that SmackDown didn't take them, and this goes back to what me and Rich were saying, how do you not take... Enzo and Cass. I, I just, it, it was a surprise. But uh, as always, if you want to have entertainment, you got to go to Kevin Owens as he shares his thoughts <laughs> on not being drafted as high as he thought he should have been. And uh, of course, Sami Zayn being over him because let's be honest, they don't like each other for a long time. Kevin, Kevin, welcome. Hello, Hello. Hello Kevin. Oh, it's good to Here, see you. Here, you want to see? Guys notice? No, please. no, no, please. Welcome. Okay, all right. Oh, thank you. It's good to see that you guys actually noticed I was here because you guys almost missed when I was picked because you guys were blabbing about stuff that doesn't matter. I think we were talking yeah. about Sammy Zane. Oh, cool. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We, we follow Listen, Renee. Don't you please, just uh, love Sammy? You he, know what? He's great. Yeah. I don't like your tone. Oh. I actually don't like a lot about tonight. Because you see, people think that I'm pissed about Sami Zayn getting picked first, but that's not just it. See, to me, the fact that people like Rusev, The Miz, AJ Styles got picked before me is a giant joke. Booker T, I think you can respect that, right? I can respect that. I have a lot of self-confidence, mm-hmm. and I actually think I'm the best thing going in WWE. But you know what? I'm not delusional. I get why they'd pick John Cena or Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or even Dean Ambrose first. I get it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that those other guys, especially Sami Zayn, were picked before me, that's absolute disrespect. And Renee, I don't know why you're looking at me like that with that little smirk. I don't know if you think this is funny, but I'm certainly in no mood to laugh. I don't. I got this nice little raw shirt. You know what? Pick me faster. Then I'll wear your little raw shirt. You know what? Raw is about to become the Kevin Owens show, and that's all that matters. Hey, I mean, does it really matter, you know, if you got, you know, pick one? Uh, if, you, if you feel like you're the best. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore, Booker. You're, you're gonna, right. You're going to go out there and prove it, right? I will prove it. Trust me. That was Kevin Owens sharing his displeasure with where he was picked. And like I said, it's Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens. Just always great stuff when it comes to him. So we'll see how... It all shapes out, but a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun from watching the draft last night. This is the last of the uh, televised of the televised picks, so uh, we're going to listen to this. This is going to include Gallows and Anderson, American Alpha, just the big surprises, and um, we're going to take a listen, and when we come back, I'm going to have Dr. Black on the line, and we'll discuss his thoughts on these picks 
and what to expect from the WWE moving forward. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. Sound Live may have drafted the phenomenal one, but Raw drafts two-thirds of the club, Gallows and Anderson. Wow, so the club will be no longer, at least AJ Styles won't be a part of it. I'm in shock. I, I don't know if this was a good idea or not. Splitting up the club? Well, SmackDown Live is going to be the land of opportunity. So we are picking the best tag team in NXT. They are ready, willing, and gable. These are studs, ladies and gentlemen. Former NXT Tag Team Champion, Chad Gable, former Olympian, Jason Jordan, a standout at Indiana University as an amateur wrestler. This is a top dollar pick. We're going to follow it with a man who's been a mainstay in WWE for almost 20 years. A giant of a man, the Big Show. Oh, oh, wow. The biggest champion in the world. Big Show still has a lot he wants to prove. Going to Raw. Next WWE superstar that is coming to SmackDown every time he enters that ring gives you every single thing he's got and puts on a phenomenal performance. And that individual is Dolph Ziggler is coming to SmackDown. New lease online for the show off. Dolph Ziggler actually spoke to Dolph a little bit earlier today and he told me how excited he was for a brand new start, a fresh start, and he gets it on SmackDown Live. Well, our next pick, there's no woman quite like her from NXT, Nia Jax. Oh my! This is incredible! Yes, it is! One of the strongest women in WWE history coming from NXT. She has dominated NXT and she's on her way to dominate the female division of Monday Night Raw.
and we're making the day.
The only thing I will complain about is I didn't like the fact that SmackDown only had two picks per round. I know I understand it's three hours for Raw and all that, but at least they could have did, you know, actual rotation of the draft or something. Because every round, Raw got the first pick. So Raw would pick last and still get the first pick in the next round. So they went back-to-back picks every time, which I, which obviously put a damper on just the whole landscape of you know the draft. Terrible. What was the most surprising pick you feel like um, from either side? Like, uh, how about like the most surprising pick from SmackDown, and then the most surprising pick from Raw? Raw Strowman. Because that means they decided to split the Wyatt family. Uh, that, to me, just... I know they wanted to push Braun at one point, and that's all fine and dandy. But, um, yeah. That, he going to Raw, it's kind of a big shock. Um, for SmackDown... It's more of a disappointing pick, and it happened actually not on TV. It was the supplemental draft. Uh, Eva Marie, obviously, that was probably the worst pick SmackDown could have made outside of Becky Lynch, especially in Becky Lynch's position. Um, also, like I said earlier, passing up on Cesaro and Kevin Owens and all that. I mean, I know. This is not like actual, the actual fantasy draft like you know we would be doing with football or the NFL draft or the NBA draft or any of that. But you at least have to make it sort of competitive. I mean, jeez, they just gave SmackDown like literal no chance. All right, they gave him Cena, big whoop. They have Orton. Uh, again, big whoop. The best pick they got in my eye was AJ Styles, but he's AJ Styles. Um, and Apollo Crews slipping the way he did. SmackDown's got a good snatch up there, but uh, yeah. Uh, um, you know what? There's here's the thing. I'm going to give you four names that I, I was really surprised about, and these are ones that actually were not picked. All right okay. now, here's the four names. Let's get the whole Heath Slater thing. I think they're gonna do a, a little joke thing with him for a while, so yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Um, Undertaker. A lot of people who are not too sure, like why was Undertaker not involved in the draft? It's simple. He's pretty much he's a retiree, damn near, and he would actually have to participate in a show. Plus, he's a special. He's he's a special event type guy. Brock Lesnar is different. Brock Lesnar's still like under contract for dates to show up. Undertaker is just for WrestleMania season. That's it. And if they want him, like last year was different because he was twenty five years, so that's why he worked extra dates. But usually Undertaker is WrestleMania season and done. After Mania, you don't see him until Mania for next year. And this is going to be up until he decides he's hanging it up. So him, 
I understand completely why he was not on the draft. Okay, what about uh, now? This could be tied into the whole controversy now with uh, Tamina. What is the deal? Is she still with the company, or because of this whole lawsuit situation, she's probably done? Uh, she's she's still there, but she's injured, and I don't believe she's ready to come return yet. I think Naomi's probably more ready to return, which is why they put her on SmackDown. But remember, there's good. I feel there's there's like a mini free a free agency pool that's going to come up, and you still got people from NXT who I feel are going to get call, called up after uh, SummerSlam. So the rosters will fill out a little bit more. So and SummerSlam is a month away, so it, it shouldn't be too too bad going forward. Okay, um, I'm assuming the same rule goes to Emma as well in terms of injury? Mm-hmm. Injury. Yeah, she has some back injuries. She's out. So, yeah. Okay, so then the other person that uh, I'm really – I think everybody's surprised about is that Bailey wasn't drafted. Um, what do you think the plan is with that? Uh, some of them. The, the thing is, maybe they tease her for Sunday, like make her main roster debut. Sunday with Sasha Banks. That's just my guess. They can tease that. Um, but does that mean she's full-time with Raw? Or is she just considered a free agent? That's, or are they going to still consider her NXT? I'm surprised. I will say this. I am surprised they did not purge the NXT roster like completely. They only took American Alpha. I mean, like, who are real mainstays? Finn Balor and American Alpha. Like, that's the only two real mainstays. So, like, the whole take it away, Shinsuke, you know, I, I thought he was actually going to get drafted. I didn't think he was going to do a whole, like, long NXT stay. And then you also have the whole thing with Samoa Joe. Like, what is the plan with them? Are they supposed to be guys that they want to call up later in the year as, like, surprise, you know, call-ups or, like, what? Uh, Joe would be better off going to SmackDown at this point because SmackDown is going to need star power. Like, you you can tell. Raw, him going to Raw just basically says the brand extension serves no point. Like, because it's stacked on Raw. They pretty much took... Say they took Zayn Owens Cesaro. That in and of itself just made it stack. More than likely, they're gonna flip the U.S. and the Intercontinental titles after on Sunday. So those belts are gonna swap. Then the women's division, which is already stacked, and it just got even more stacked with Nia Jax coming up. Raw just yeah. Raw will blow SmackDown out of the water right now. And especially if, say, a Brock Lesnar was there, like, every other week. And then Jericho's there full-time until next year. And their first 13 picks were no-brainers. 13 of their first picks were no-brainers. Just think about that. Unreal. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at it now, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about some of the people that were taken. Who do you feel like is going to benefit the most from this? Um, I'm looking at some people from SmackDown. I'm, uh, I could possibly see 
a push now with Zach Ryder and uh, Mojo Raleigh because he was a surprise call up. I didn't expect him to be called up as soon as he was. Yeah. Uh, like, who's going to get the biggest push out of all this? Corbin and Cruz. Uh, I, I I think they're gonna just let the young guns show their stuff. Uh, the AJ Cena feud is gonna continue. Bray Wyatt, I think, is gonna benefit a hell of a lot because it's time. It's his time. I think he finally gets his his just due. Like they finally give him the big one. Um, Dean is gonna still be Dean. I feel Orton's got to do what Orton does, and yeah, SmackDown. I mean, they're not getting too many people who benefit. America Alpha is going to be very intriguing because, first off, outside of the Usos, they have no real competition on on the SmackDown side, and they broke up the Wyatt family, as I mentioned earlier. They broke up. Well, the Blue Dragons broke themselves up on Raw. So, outside of the Vaughn villains, American Alpha pretty much is going to run rough shot through the SmackDown tag division easily. So you have no high, you have no hope in the hype bros, right? Are you 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 you're joking with that question? That's a joke. Uh, half joking, half joke. That's, that's a joke. Because all right, Zack Ryder is going to win. I just feel like because they're going, I got a feeling they're going to flip the belt. So Darren Young is going to walk away IC champion, and Zack Ryder is going to walk away U.S. champion, and they'll flip the belt because I just don't see the Intercontinental Championship staying on SmackDown full time. Like it just doesn't because they're still looking at SmackDown as like, yo, this is the B show. Regardless if they put John Cena on the show or not, and Cena isn't like. 2012 Cena, 2013 Cena. It's just he's not that guy anymore. So it is what it is. Okay, so basically SmackDown's finished. Um, can we expect anything in terms of two hours? Like, is it gonna be less talking? Is that what we're seeing now? I mean, the only time, I, the only thing, I, all right. The guys who the main guys are gonna have their promos, probably ten minute promos. It's not gonna be like Raw when you can stretch out like a twenty minute promo. Well, whatever, 10, 20, 20, 15, 25 minute promos like they do sometimes. SmackDown, you're gonna get probably ten ten minutes max, and it's gonna be more wrestling than anything. Maybe a couple of backstage segments, and that's it. Like. It's not gonna be blow mind blowing. Like it, it, to my honest, in all honesty, it's atrocious what they did to SmackDown. Like I said, it had so much potential to make it a legit show, but they just said, "Nah, we're gonna stack Raw and leave SmackDown with like table scraps." Uh, my did. last thing that I want to say with it, I was a little surprised that they kept. Um, what's name Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens together? Like, what what was the point of that? Stupidity. That's what I said. If they, if you wanted, if you really wanted one of them to shine, truly wanted one of them to shine, put one on SmackDown and said, no, the powers to be said, nah, we're gonna put them on the same show. What sense does that make? 
So you're, you basically said, all right, we're going to have you have a match at Battlegrounds, quote-unquote, settle the score, and then, oh, by the way, you guys are still going to be on the same show, so your feud is really not going to be over. We're just going to pretend it's going to, you know, be over, which, again, stupidity. I don't know who came up with these roster ideas, but, again, sure stupidity because where's the balance? Like, who do you – the only person – all right, honestly, honest guys, Seth Rollins obviously is going to be – he's the focal point. I, I mean, I know Vince is down on Roman Reigns right now, but eventually Roman Reigns will be built back up. Braun Strowman, maybe – I guess, because they separated him from the Wyatt family. But then, like I said, Jericho, part-timer, New Day's New Day, Enzo and Cass is Enzo and Cass. These are taxi guys. So from a solo standpoint, you got to build up, you know, Zane, Cesaro, KO. But if all three of them are on the same show, where do they really get to shine? They, they're not going to be able to shine much. That's just my opinion. I mean, a lot of people may agree with me. Some people may agree with me. But I don't feel that they're going to get, like, they just do. Like, if Kevin Owens went to SmackDown, you, you know Kevin Owens could win a championship on SmackDown. Like, he'll become World Heavyweight Champion. Easily. Especially if they bring back two belts. He'll be World Heavyweight Champion. It's no problem. Because... SmackDown isn't stacked until they, because they're gonna have to give SmackDown either Shinsuke Nakamura or Samoa Joe or Bobby Roode when their time is up, and they definitely gonna need the revival. <laughs> SmackDown, like SmackDown, is gonna need the revival because SmackDown's tag division is trash. Their divas, the well, women's division. My my apologies, I'm not gonna call them divas. Their women's division, trash. Dance, and then also Raw's getting the cruiserweights after the CWC is over. And if you've been watching the CWC, you see that pretty much Cedric Alexander, Kota Ibushi, Ho-Ho, and a whole bunch of other guys can go. So they just got more star power. It, it's mind-blowing what, you know, WWE just did to Smack. Like, they just literally took SmackDown and said, all right, we're spitting your face, and that's it. Third, atrocious. Really bad. Well, uh, I guess we're going to see how everything plays out. Uh, Dr. Black, as always, make sure you check him out on The Doctors of Wrestling on KeepingItRealSports.com. And um, I, it's actually one more thing I do need to just just to clear the air about. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by Mick Foley, like, even being the thought as the Raw General Manager? Cause that, that, to me, came out of left field. I'm happy for it because it could have been, like, an obvious choice. Like, she could have, like, Stephanie could have, like, they could have picked a heel. And then you would have been like, all right, you know Stephanie's going heel. So... But for them to pick Foley, I mean, I'm intrigued by it because he's actually very good on-screen general manager. Like, 
You remember Edge and you know, when he did with Edge and Christian? It was magic many years ago when he was the commissioner. And Daniel Bryan was kind of leaked already, so that wasn't like, oh my god, it's such a big shock when it when it was officially announced. But yeah, I I, I like the Foley pick. It, it's out of left field. Nobody seen it coming, and it's gonna make for some interesting television overall. Because you know how I know when he was commissioner, he was funny, but he was also no nonsense, and he was about he was about it. So solid pick, though. All right, once again, man, thank you for your uh, input, and we look forward to all this action. And hopefully, Mondays and Tuesdays are somewhat equal eventually. Eventually. (laughs) Have a good one, man. You too.
thank everybody for listening to Sports Social today. The special WWE Draft Review Show. We'll be back, regular show, regular time, Sports Social with Ed Easton, here on Soundcast FM. Everyone, have a good one.